Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's your favorite VHS you got? The old Batman with... Uh, George Clooney? It was the Batman where... What do you call it? It was Joker. Oh my gosh. It's right on the tip of my tongue. Don't say it, Brandon. Don't you fucking say it. Just say it. Don't say it. Don't say it. Don't say it. I'm going to say it. I'm going to get 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 it. Fine. Just say it. I can't fucking think of it. Thank you. Michael Keaton. Fuck Michael Keaton. That's exactly what I was thinking of. Ladies and gentlemen, to New Heights, presented by Wave Sports and Entertainment and brought to you by Walmart. That's right. If you're looking last minute for gifts, now's the perfect time to shop on Walmart or just pull up at a Wally's World and see <laughs> see what you got cooking. Hey, you. We are your hosts. I'm Travis Kelsey. My big brother, Jason Kelsey, out of Cleveland Heights, Ohio, Cincinnati Bearcat alums. New Heights comes to you every single Wednesday during the NFL season and uh, make sure you subscribe on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts and follow the show on all social media at New Heights Show with one S um, and check out our official fan club at newheightsshow.com also with one S. Jason, tell the people what we got coming up. We got another fantastic episode for all you uh, listeners and watchers out there. We're going to recap both of our week 15 road games. All right now. Get to some fan mentions, including a shout out from uh, Unk, obviously, a.k.a. Shannon Sharp. Fantastic. And uh, we're going to break down some of the biggest storylines from around the league, as usual. But first, as always, new news. New news. All righty. First item, uh, we are in possession of the puppet versions of ourselves uh, from the Philly Special Christmas animated special. For those of you that either watch Travis and I's uh, fairy tale in New York uh, social clips or watch the entire uh, Philly Christmas special <laughs> deal. This is Travis. This is me. Um, dude, we look like the fucking BGS man, dude. They did. Why such do a good I job have a? Fu- why do I have a? I don't know. I don't. I, you know. Listen, you're gonna have to ask uh, Peter and Marie. <laughs> I mean, I've had that at one yeah. point in my life, but that's pretty good. These puppets are really, really cool. Uh, Unpop Productions that made the video and did all the. Uh, Social clips and everything uh, are, man, they're talented. It was fun watching them work and seeing everything that goes into stop animation. And, um, you know, it's, you know, I mean, they made all of these puppets from scratch, 3D printed pieces of them. The talent that both of them have and all of the uh, employees there uh, is pretty incredible. So anyways, there is still time for those of you that haven't bought the Philly special Christmas album. Uh, and you can purchase that album on vinyl at phillyspecialchristmas.com. Um, and as a thank you to all the people that did purchase, uh, we're going to do a little giveaway. We're going to give away both of these puppets uh, to anybody that can show proof of purchase 
on Club 92. That's right. Ooh. If you go on to Club 92 and submit a proof that you purchased our wonderful Christmas album uh, and supported uh, the Philadelphia community and a bunch of local charities, and actually he's turned into charities kind of around the, the world. Yeah. Yeah, we're going to give away these puppets to a lucky winner or two. Yeah. Well, you guys were kind enough to um to donate to 87 to run as well, knowing that I got in there and uh, sang like a little church boy. Did a great job. Yeah, that was very cool. Very kind to you guys, man. We'll make sure it, uh, it gets injected right into the Kansas City community. Yeah. Actually, anybody that's on the album gets to choose a charity of their choice. So, um, you know, we, we have a lot of wonderful musicians that contribute their time and talent uh, to making this whole thing possible. And, uh, you know, we've ended up raising a lot of money now two years in a row. And we try to make it so that um, everybody that's on the album has something that the money is going towards that's very near and dear to them. So well, that's awesome. You guys are doing it the right way, man. You guys are doing it the right way. Well, uh, the next set of new news is uh, a dessert has been named after us officially. That's right. Hey, first we were a sandwich and now we are a dessert. Huh? Yeah, we've been inspiring menu items at local establishments and a 92 percenter on the New Heights Reddit page. Let us know that. Kelsey clusters are officially on the menu. Hey, it's got a ring at, to it. Uh, Philly area bakery called Too Sweet Boutique. That's right, oh, okay. right now up, up there in Dep Deptford, New Jersey. Deptford, Deptford New, New Jersey. Jersey. There you go, man. Nice. And uh, I'm not gonna lie, I would fucking crack. They one look of these. delicious. Those look amazing. <laughs> yeah, I can't Those believe this great. isn't a thing. These are outstanding. Or I guess you, it's a thing now. You throw uh, Reese Puffs with anything, and I'm game. I also like uh, when like chocolate bars have like a crunch to them. Like there's something about like you need that. bar crunch or Kit Kat yeah. wafers, things like that. <laughs> so this this feels like it's a really good pairing. Yeah, I got to try some of these suckers out. Too sweet boutique. Thank you so much for supporting and uh, being creative and innovative and making some delicious treats. Yeah, they uh, they shot out they shot at us on. Uh, on IG, actually, well, they tagged us on IG, actually, saying the Kelsey Clusters inspired by the Kelsey Brothers' favorite cereal, Reese Puffs, coated in chocolate and drizzled in peanut butter. Ooh, those are definitely Man. a touchdown. Well played with Love the football it. pun. That's nice. That's <laughs> nice. Well, uh, Jason, get your ass over the Deptford in Two Sweets Bakery. Yeah, I can't wait to try some of these. Let's get to some fan mentions of the week all right now from user... Uh, Epitome of ADHD, which I'm sure we can all relate to at some point in our lives. Hey! On the New Heights Reddit page, a friend of mine went to Heights High. Yeah, Heights High! Heights High! Yeah! yeah. Let's go fucking Tigers. Tigers, baby. Has Jason's flip folder from Marching Band. No way! Oh, this is gold! You fucking... Dude, what you uh you played saxophone in the marching band? I, you also you played a bunch of different instruments though. Like you could play multi. You you taught your you were taught the saxophone, and then once you learned how to read music, you kind of taught yourself how to play other instruments. I played a few other instruments. I played mostly. I played saxophone. Barry sax was what I played. First of all, let's get back to this. I don't mean to be rude. I I, I was not in marching band, so I don't know where this no Jason, folder comes in. from. You were in marching band. You used to get like 50 <laughs> tackles, and then at halftime, you go out there with your fucking saxophone. Don't act like you no, were I, a I dual would, nerd I would and gladly, Don't I would, gladly, I, would, I would gladly. That's why you were, the, that's why you were the, like, that's why you were prom king, because everybody loves you. I was not prom king either. You were in my heart. I would gladly uh, claim marching band if I did it. 
but I did not do it. So I don't, I'm a little curious where this is actually from. Um, if maybe Cleveland Heights is just printing my name on things. I don't know, but dude, no, that's, that's a classic. Like you could tell that folder's been through the attic somewhere. You know what I mean? Like that doesn't look like it was just printed yesterday. Yeah. I don't know. I know it's not from marching band. I was in jazz ensemble. Maybe one year you were like, I'll do marching band, but like, was there like a special event, like a pep rally or a, no, we were, so a lot of band instructors make the football players play marching band, but shout out to Mr. Baker who played football. He firmly believed that football players should be in the locker room at halftime, going through halftime adjustments. So he never forced football players to do marching band, um, which I always appreciated. Shout out to Mr. Baker. All right, Mr. Baker. But I did do symphonic band. I did do jazz ensemble. I played baritone sax. That was my main instrument, but I also learned bass clarinet, screwed around with the trombone and the jazz lab for a, a little bit. <laughs> That's um, crazy. I, uh, we already talked about the African drum incident that I would play at lacrosse games. Dude, legendary. Um, I even, you know, I, I hate to admit this, but I did play a little flute uh, on one of the jazz what you, songs. What do you hate to, what do you hate to admit that for? I mean, what you do you know, think it's, it's, it's a not, less, it's not the manly, it's not a manly, of, it's not it's a manly not, instrument. It's not, I wouldn't describe it that way, but you know what? Just cause I, it's high was, pitch. I was, you know, I was like Jethro Tull out there, man. I was, I was getting, getting after <laughs> I it. I have no idea what that dude sounds sweet, man. <laughs> we have to look it up, man. <laughs> if, you, if you look up Jethro some, Tull, some, some videos, you, some Jethro? Uh, well, you, you know, the scene, um, and an Anchorman, Anchorman, where he's playing yeah. the flute. That's after. Oh, I don't. I'm never. I'm never prepared. What do you say? Like, I'm not even prepared. I haven't played in so long. That's classic. That's from the band Jethro Tull. I forget the main guy's name, but either way. Well, this is awesome. Even if it, if it's true, not true. I love the fact that there's Heights Eye artifacts of Jason Kelsey playing in the marching band. <laughs> You did do a little bit of pep band, though. I feel like I remember you being in the pep band for basketball games, or were you just up there with the pep band? No, I was just up there because those are my boys, and they were letting down some some funky beats in the uh, the, uh, the Heights pep band. Some masterpiece, some spotty Odi Odi Dopalicious. Let me say it right this time. I think it is spotty Odi. No, it's I, I always he says mix it, it in the he says it in the you you called Spody. me out on it and and literally pulled the phone I, out. Maybe, yeah. It's Spodiote Dopalicious. Either way, though, they definitely, we we had some bangers um, as a pet band. Um, and uh, basketball, we were, I mean, we were pretty good at basketball. It was great at basketball. Coach Cap transitioned right over to Barry Egan. <laughs> I just remember you screaming at me like an older brother uh, oh, yeah. one time during like a free throw. <laughs> like yelling at me to make the fucking <laughs> what free was throw. Everyone's just dead silent. Just waiting for me. I I miss the free throw. I just hear from Jason, make the free throw. <laughs> I'm just like, oh, damn it. This asshole up there in the fucking top of the stands. Nah, man, it was uh, electric. Good old high school, high school memories, man. We actually have another Heights High shout out from user uh, UT Pyro, Ut Pyro, hey, uh, 34 on New Heights Reddit page, uh, circa 2002, me getting trucked by Jason Kelsey. Oh, shit. Little Strongsville, yeah, an old hockey photo. Str uh, Strongsville Mustangs. We uh, we played a lot of hockey out in uh, Strongsville growing up, and sure enough, 2002. That would have been that had to be like your freshman year. I was only number 27 my freshman year. 
Then you went to 13, right? You know it. That was always my number. Yeah, I thought so. Friday the 13th, scariest dude on the field, on the court, on the ice, I mean, because you can see. <laughs> labeled the enforcer. You uh, circle him on the uh, scouting report is, do not fuck with this guy. <laughs> or you will get trucked, like our, but, um, like our pyro buddy right here. Yeah, this is actually from, uh, there's a website, shutout.com, that uh, there's two brothers, Nate and Gabe Schaefer, that have been like chronicling Cleveland Heights hockey uh, for a long time, like far predating me. Um, and the pictures are still up. The uh, rosters are still up. Matter of fact, if you go to that year, 2002 on shutout.com, you will see a startling uh, image of my, what I look like as a 14 year old. What do you mean? The greatest center of all time? <laughs> NFL hall of famer, that guy, we're going to find that guy. It's pretty cool that you can go back and look up, all that stuff. They still got you know, all the guys that we grew up with, all the coaches. Yeah, Gabe was awesome for doing that. He did he did he did some football games and some other sports too, but he was all in on hockey. Well, he used to do all the height sports with Gabe.com and then uh they they kind of now just do the uh shutout.com. But I don't know if Gabe is still a part of it or if it's just Nate, but either way, both of those guys uh really uh paid a service to the Cleveland Heights community by keeping this stuff up and running. Shout out to both of you guys. I do not remember that game, but I went back and looked it up and uh, we got killed seven, nothing or seven, one. I scored my first goal in that game. First high school goal. Really? Do you remember how you scored it? I don't, but I was a defenseman. So I'm guessing it was a slap shot. You were a defenseman. My freshman year. Yeah, dude, no way. I promise you me and Nate center. How dare he? You're a center in every sport you play. (laughs) <laughs> don't ever don't ever get it twisted. Don't ever right? don't lacrosse ever. center midi. Hockey center. I played wing Football, mostly. Center. <laughs> Put this guy in the middle, all right? He's gonna clean up the trash in the front of the night, front of the net. Yep, it's true. He's gonna fucking get into the fucking boards in the corners and fucking body somebody. <laughs> he's gonna be he's gonna back check. All right. That's enough of Cleveland Heights is uh reminiscing. We've uh Touching that enough. Let's get to uh, our last fan mention, which comes from uh, New Heights favorite, Unk. That's right. Shannon Sharp uh, posted a TikTok of himself unboxing a special True Colors package that Travis and the team sent to him. Unk says he's unboxed a lot of gifts over the years, but this is the coolest thing he's seen. So shout out to the True Colors team for making this really special. Yeah. Um, I'll tell you what. And it's always kind of a surprise to me on how the boxing is going to be because I just – I really, we do this during the football season. I kind of thumbs up the exact, like, you know, sweatshirts and all the attire and all the actual, like, designs and everything. And I'll tell you what, uh, teaming up with the Chiefs has been awesome with this. Uh, Everybody with True Colors has been involved, has been amazing. Uh, Shout out to Danny. Um, We just been, it's just, it's just been an absolute blast. And seeing, you know, friends and and family all over the uh, states unbox these and have some fun with it. And, uh, Everybody knows Shannon Sharp's a Denver Bronco, man. For him to have the decency to unbox a Chiefs, uh, and I'll never expect him to ever wear this. <laughs> maybe if I maybe if I get the pleasure well, of going into the Hall of Fame, on. I might. He made sure that yeah, the you know what I mean? He's, he yeah. did it the right way. He did it right. the right way. Broncos fans better not fucking say anything. All right? <laughs> and Chiefs fans, just be grateful that Unc blessed us, man. Uh, and uh, Shannon, we always fucking thank you, man. You're the best, dude. And uh, yeah, thank man. you, thank you to the Chiefs and uh, everybody that works with me on True Colors. You guys uh, outdid yourselves with this one, as Unc would say. And you can, uh, I think, you might be able to still go and get some at the uh, team shops in KC. 
Oh, nice. Let's move along to some no dumb questions. All right, now it's time to answer a few not dumb questions because there's no such thing as dumb questions, ladies and gentlemen. Just dumbass people. Hey. All right, now. If you can't get on board with that, I don't know what your life morals are. Uh, no dumb questions is brought to you by our friends at Accelerator Active Energy Drink. <laughs> there we yeah. go. Peach Paradise. There's a few, few yeah. new flavors out. You got the it's cherry okay. ice pop. Cherry ice pop. Yeah. Ooh, you get an ice cold cherry ice pop. Little tropical punch. The new flavors, uh, cherry ice pop and tropical punch, are only available at drinkaccelerator.com. So make sure you guys check out the website and get accelerated. But uh, moving on to no dumb questions at Joe DeFran on Twitter uh, at New Heights. Why don't players squirt their own water? No dumb questions. Hashtag no hey. questions. Uh, that is such a good question. Um, I mean, honestly, somebody comes up to me with it already, like right here, and all they got to do is just they just go around from person to person and just like, do you want one? I can shoot you real quick, and it's like it's way easier than handing the bottle and handing it. I don't know. It's maybe not that much easier, but it is convenient. I will say this. Yeah, I, I think this typically happens at like a TV timeout or something like that where you're trying to be efficient and get water to as many guys as possible before the timeout's up. So you kind of just know when somebody reaches up to squirt you to open up your mouth, and then you just get squirted. Squirt, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but you don't always – like they don't have to do the squirting. You can do the squirting sometimes. But, you know, when you develop a relationship, you just know – when you're about to get squirted on and you, you open your mouth to make sure that you get yeah you got to have a good relationship with this person squirting yeah you don't want to just be letting randos squirt on you yeah you got to make sure you know who you're dealing with then it doesn't feel as a trusted like, like trainer coach <laughs> individual teammate i'll let a teammate squirt me sometimes but that's just a good teammate i'm trainer trap i'll, I'll man. squirt I'll squirt you guys if you need I'm one. Trainer Trav. I, I'm Trainer Trav. I have that in my fucking. Trainer I got Trav. that fucking. I got that thing right on the hip. Just need one. Yeah. I got you. There's something that feels good about giving somebody a squirt. Like it's. It feels like you're you're, you're doing them a solid. Like I get you a squirt. Hey, you want some? I'll give you a squirt. Dude, have you ever have you ever trusted someone to squirt you and they just fucking miss your mouth? Yeah, it's the worst. <laughs> My dude, dude, my pet lie. peeve. So these Gatorade water bottles are fantastic, but sometimes they don't screw the lids on all the way. It pisses me off when they just right down. Uh, come on, guys. We embarked on this avenue of trust. I, I opened my mouth to accept your squirt, <laughs> and you dumped it all trust. down my chest. <laughs> oh, man. Squirt me where I wanted to be squirted. Yeah. <laughs> Moving on from at Groovy Girl 858 at Club 92. Favorite Christmas movie? I mean, there's, you can't go wrong. Um, and also, is Die Hard a Christmas movie or not? Settle the debate once and for all. So, where are we going first? Where are we going first? Are we going Christmas movie or Die Hard first? Die Hard. We got to just knock Die Hard just out. Just knock Die Hard out. Yeah. yeah Die Hard's not a Christmas not movie. A, it's not a Christmas not, movie. I'm I sorry. mean, it's, it's a movie you should watch around Christmas. Well, what's the difference? Well, it's not a it's not a Christmas spirit movie. I wouldn't say it's a Christmas movie because you can watch it at any time of the year. It's not strictly a Christmas time movie to watch. Die Hard is acceptable to watch anytime. Correct. You can't watch Christmas Story in you know. March. You cannot watch you can't that do shit that. in July. <laughs> no, you can't. Yeah, 
It doesn't work like that. Doesn't hit. But Die Hard, you can watch that whenever you want. You can definitely watch it during Christmas and enjoy it because it's a fantastic movie. Um, I actually, I need to watch it again. I have not seen Die Hard in a very long time. And I'm embarrassed to say, I, I don't even know if I remember uh, the movie Fall the Way. I think it's been that long since I've seen Die Hard. Just picture Bruce Willis walking out of an exploding building with like explosions just going off and he's just like barely alive. That's the whole movie. All right, fair enough. <laughs> he kills it. I'm, just, I'm kidding. They did make so, five of them of him doing that exact thing. What um, is your favorite Christmas movie? Favorite Christmas movie? Damn, man. So hot. Oh, there's so many good ones. I mean, Christmas Story hits home. That's the one that gives me the feels. That's the one that gives me the feels because it's filmed in Cleveland. Tower City as a kid. I remember going down that slide. I remember just like going into the mall area. Um, on top of that, uh, just like the scene of like the outside like reminds me of a Cleveland Christmassy, like snowy Christmas. I don't know. It's just, I just get the feels from that one. Yeah. I'm a comedy guy. I don't like, like not funny Christmas movies. So I'm probably going to say either Elf or Four Christmases. Dude, I love both of those movies. I think I, I probably put Elf above Four Christmases, but I'm such a Vince Vaughn guy that I watch Four Christmases any day of the week. <sighs> oh, watch that shit. <laughs> Trying to remember, they're, they're all named after the cities they were conceived in or whatever. It is classic. I, I think Christmas Story is the answer. But um, Elf, Four Christmases. There's actually a uh, Claus on Netflix. If you haven't watched that, fantastic Christmas movie. Very good. Animated, uh, but it's it's well done. Oh, The Grinch. Damn. The Grinch is another good one. The Grinch, dude. Gosh, how do we forget about that? Jim Carrey's just my favorite in everything, man. I watch the original too. I like the original Grinch. I like any version of it, except the most recent one. The most recent one's a little bit, the, my kids like it, so we watch it a lot, but um, God, Christmas Vacation. Man, we are forgetting all of the good ones. I watch yeah. Christmas Vacation too. Va Christmas I, Vacation's good. No, listen, I used to be in the same shoes, you, the same boat you're in. You need to rewatch Christmas Vacation. I just I got caught adult. up in the whole no, all saying, the National Lampoons. When's the last time you saw Christmas Vacation? Probably last Christmas. No way you watched it last Christmas. You didn't watch it. I definitely watched it. I I love Chevy Chase. I just like Vegas Vacation so much more that I Vegas Vacation is Christmas. Good. I think Christmas Vacation is the best one. But I I didn't really appreciate it when I was younger because I think I didn't get a lot of the humor. The I didn't Vegas. understand it. Oh, it's so much better one of them. as an adult. It's fantastic. I'll give it a vacation shout. is great. Home Alone. Home Alone is another one like. I love it. I love it. I can't say anything bad about it. If you put it on, I'll watch it right now. But it, in terms of like my favorites, I just like a little bit more comedy. Bad Santa, not that much comedy. Bad Santa is all comedy. <laughs> that's, it. that's what I'm saying. Not that much. You know what I mean? Bad Santa, I mean, it's legendary though. Billy Bob. Jingle all the way. You can't go wrong with... Um... Can't go wrong with Schwarzenegger. Schwarzenegger, get fucking, the fucking guy. You can't go wrong. There's no, there's Don't never been a Schwarzenegger start. movie that I have not enjoyed watching. <laughs> All right, you got me there. Just something about the guy. That does it for no dumb questions. Thank you guys for uh, throwing it in there. Um, Die Hard is not a Christmas movie. If it is, then so is Four Brothers. You could throw that one in there as well. <laughs> Brought to you by Accelerator Active Energy Drink. Make sure you hit drinkaccelerator.com to check out those new flavors. Ice Cherry Pop. Cherry Ice Pop is so fucking good. You should get some.
All righty, it's time to shout out our next partner, and that is Prize Picks. Prize, Prize Picks is the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Instead of battling thousands of other players, you just pick more than or less than on two to six player stat projections and watch the winnings roll in, baby. Just watch them come on down. And get this 92%. Prize Picks is bringing you gifts early this year with the 12 days of Picksmas. Uh, from now until Christmas, Prize Picks has a new promotion every day for new and existing customers. The old Picksmas Christmas. Who? Prize Picks Picksmas. The daily promotions will range from payout boosts to discounted projections. Phoenix Suns' Kevin Durant. That's right. The Slim Reaper only needs one point on Christmas Day to make you a winner when you're placing an NBA entry. How about that? And now for the portion of this ad read labeled personal experience to be read by talent outside of Travis and Jason Kelsey because we are active NFL players and cannot participate. But you know who can? That's right, our cute ass intern Brandon. Get in here, Brandon. Let's go. Hey. How was like, your weekend with Let's prize not picks, talk Brandon? about it. Let's just keep it rolling. We don't need to okay. know. Nobody needs to know. Wait, what? No, that's what right. we're talking about. No, everybody's I'm having a great time. It's super fun. This you literally wrote ask him how I know. This I'm sorry. Is. I lied. All right, get out of here. Go. Go. All right, guys. We need a we need a bounce back week. I don't know how else to say it. Um my picks this week. I love Josh Allen against the Chargers. I like any Bills player against the Chargers. And I'm hopping on the Rasheed Rice yards bandwagon. So follow me if you want. Don't follow me if you want. I, I need to get back in the good graces of prize picks. But let's get the guys back in here. <laughs> Got a Jason. Got a Travis. Hey! Hopefully our intern does you guys right. And if you guys want to start making your own picks, putting it on your own backs, uh, go to prizepicks.com slash new heights and use the code new heights with one S for a first deposit match up to $100. That's prizepicks.com slash new heights code new heights for a first deposit match up to $100. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. All right. Now, 92 percenters, if you're looking last minute for gifts, now's the perfect time to shop on Walmart. Hey, Wally's World, whether you still need that last gift for the kids uh, or you have a last minute guest at your gathering, Walmart has amazing gifts ready to wrap and get under the tree for you last minute shoppers. If you're procrastinating like me and Jason do at everything, uh, Walmart is the perfect place for you to shop. You said you've already found Kylie's gift. Have you finished yep. your holiday shopping? Uh, Not at all. I still got to get something for dad. I think I'm going to get something for you. I got to get good. something for mom. We got time. We got, we got time, especially with Walmart. Well, 92 percenters, uh, if you still need to do some last minute shopping, Walmart's got you covered with delivery through 4 p.m. on Christmas Eve. Need it even sooner? Well, get one free express delivery in two hours or less as a Walmart Plus customer. Just make sure you order by 12 p.m. on December 24th. There's a four-hour minimum for order processing, and it's subject to store availability. Free express delivery is for paid Walmart Plus members only. Terms apply. This is a one-time use for December 1st to December 31st. All right, let's get some bold topics there, Trav, uh, to let's wrap up week 15, starting with uh, the fun one that we're going to talk about, the Chiefs-Patriots game. 
Chiefs 27, Patriots 17. You guys are back in the win column after some frustrating weeks. How's it feel, Trav? Fucking exhilarating. Gosh, it must. I'm sure I, I'm I so happy. I don't need to rub it in. I love you. No, I love you. But I can't wait no. for you guys to win this week. You can get off the train, man. The L train yeah. sucks. Fuck that. Oh, man. Not a fun um, train to be on. But it was, uh, it was not an easy one. And I'll tell you what, right now, we were able to put off some points, man. We played together. We played a, a, a pretty good uh, team, well-rounded team game. Uh, all three phases getting after it. Um, got some turnovers. Unfortunately, we just still got to keep cutting back on the turn on the turnovers that we're doing on the offense. But at the end of the day, uh, we came together as a team. We found a way to win. And that's all you can fucking ask for, man. Yeah, man. You guys sure did as a team. Pat threw the ball to nine different receivers in this game uh, with rookie Rasheed Rice leading the way. Rice had nine receptions for 91 yards and a touchdown. With seven touchdowns on the season, Rasheed now has the most receiving touchdowns by a rookie in Chiefs franchise history. Yeah, Pretty awesome, I'm, man. I'm proud as hell for him, uh, yeah. of him, man. He's uh, He's – slowly been taking more and more responsibility as this year has gone on and him and pat have been able to you know up to this point even uh create a great relationship and a a, a great you know common ground uh on in, in big key moments too i'm talking about third downs when we need it most i think his games are going to keep growing and i think coach reed does a great job with uh young players uh i know because he he helped me out a lot as a, as a young player but he's he's going to keep putting rishi and great places and great positions to have success in utilizing his skills, skill sets moving forward, man. And uh, I'm just happy for him that he's finally, you know, I don't know. It just seems like he's taking a lot of, lot more ownership definitely throughout the week and uh, during the games. And man, I'm, uh, I'm excited as hell for him. Yeah. He's, he's having a tremendous season. Um, he's also second in uh, most receptions in franchise history by a rookie with 68 trailing only one receiver with 70, uh, in their rookie year, which we both are very aware of, which is Dwayne Bow. Somewhere over the Dwayne Bow, baby. <laughs> That's my fucking dog right there. He was man. a beast when we D were Bo, just coming into the league. You know it. The pride of LSU, the pride of uh, South Florida, man. That's uh, it's one of my it's one of my favorite teammates of all time, man. I was it killed me to see him go to Cleveland. Um, but I'll, I'll tell you what, man, he did an unbelievable job. My first couple of years of just fueling me with confidence to be myself, uh, come into the building and be myself. Don't be uptight, even though it is a, a serious job and, uh, anybody can get hurt, man. You just got to have fun every single day. And Debo did, he had more fun than anybody. And, uh, he definitely, he, he fueled everybody around him, man. Well, uh, Rasheed Rice was not the only one to have a big game. Jet McKinnon and Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. It looked like it was uh, the backs were getting involved in this one, man. GBC? Yeah, man. Good, bro good brother Clyde. <laughs> oh, yeah. He went He Jet went airborne for a touchdown. Go ahead. I saw that, yeah. Jet finished with uh, not only one receiving touchdown, but a passing touchdown. That's right. Um, the play that everybody is talking about that Andy somehow got from a black and white footage from what, what year did he say it was from 1940s he uh 1940s. it's so funny in introducing these plays because it's always from a tv copy of a game that you really like you can barely see where the guys are lined up and when you press play it just looks like commotion it just looks like shit's going on and you really don't know where the ball is because the picture just isn't that clear <laughs> yeah when he installed it we were everybody was in their head like that play is definitely going to work. Yeah. Like 100% guaranteed going to work. Um, nice. 
Love having those ones in. And we've, we've had it. We've had, we've been working on it for the, probably the past 10 weeks, I would assume, thinking about where we are in the Letting season. Letting it marinate, making sure yeah. that you're, making sure we you're, got that thing down ready perfect. for all the different looks that could possibly happen. You know what and, I mean? Yeah. And then just at the right time, you know, and sure enough, um, we've been handing it off the entire time. And for some reason, Jet decided to toss it. I've, I've never <laughs> well, seen that play where we, <laughs> One of the passing TD. He's like, hey, if I toss this, I get a passing touchdown. <laughs> I'm going to have to ask Jet. He's got some improv to him. Uh, I've, I've tossed him a few laterals in my day um, that he's, he's been on the receiving end. Uh, so he can definitely uh, he can des- definitely improv a little bit. But um, I'm, I'm going to have to ask him exactly what happened on why he tossed this. Yeah. <laughs> and if it's for the passing touchdown, I mean, I respect it, sir. I respect it. You got to get that on the stats. Well, whatever made him toss it, it worked. With a minute 30 left in the first quarter, it's first and goal. Pat is crouched down next to Jet, uh, who is behind uh, Creed Humphrey, and takes the snap. Oh, wait, no. Takes the direct snap from Joe Tooney, not Creed Humphrey. Oh, my gosh. I didn't even realize that in the, when I was watching it. Big Toon, can, he can do it all. All five positions. Dude, he is a beast. Very un, like, Not enough people know about Joe Tooney. I'll just say that. Been one of the best for a while. They should, yeah. Fakes the pitch to Mahomes, then flips it to Rasheed Rice, who runs it for a four-yard touchdown. Next up, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, uh, good brother Clyde, uh, has a nickname. Good brother Clyde, GBC, baby. It's not good brother Clyde. It's uh, Chiefs Twitter is calling him Air Alaire. Dude, I had a front row seat to this catch. I mean, if you if you guys didn't see me out here getting locked up in the corner, uh, watching Clyde just go up and moss this dude. They, I, he was floating in the air for about what felt like five seconds. Yeah. And I was just like in my head, I'm just like, get down, get down, get down before he pushes <laughs> you out. Get down. <laughs> yeah. And he landed with the ball on his chest or in his grafts. And I just went fucking nuts, man. I was just like, God damn, that was those are the kind of plays that you need in a, in a tight game and a tough game like that where it's hard to score in the red zone. And uh, Clyde coming up with one of the best catches of the season so far, man. Well, the defense dominated again, as usual. Um, another big game holding the pass to just 17 points. Finished with four sacks, seven tackles for loss, and an interception. Linebacker Willie Gay intercepted Bailey Zappi. Zappi's first, that's his first name is Bailey? Uh, yeah. Interesting. All right. Uh, returned 24 <laughs> yards all the way to the seven-yard line. This was Willie Gay's first INT this season. The Chiefs are able to immediately capitalize with a touchdown, and the defense is now ranked number four in the league right now per Fox Sports, whatever that's worth. Um, I guess it means that they're just uh, playing really, really good football. Well, you can tell. You can tell because uh, teams aren't putting up a lot of points. We've been talking about it all year. Spagnola is – I mean, he's doing such a fantastic job. All, they all play so well together. There's great players across the board. Um, it really is one of the best team defenses in the NFL this year. And uh, it's been – you know, one of the storylines I think was, I don't want to say unexpected, but I think, you know, when you think of the Chiefs, you think about the high scoring offense, Andy Reid, Pat Mahomes. So this has been one that I think, uh, you know, people have been surprised with a little bit, uh, but I'm sure you guys, not so much. Not so much now. I mean, these obviously were, uh, we're starting to get a little bit more healthy than we've been in the past couple of weeks, getting um, my guy Bolton back, getting Drew Tranquil back. Um, and Willie's been in there playing his tail off, flying around, uh, and him getting an interception this week is just rewarding him for how many plays he's been making in the run game, man. This dude is, he's, he's an absolute beast flying around. You know, on top of that, our defensive secondary, man, can't say enough about him. 
just the way they're keeping everything in front and making teams drive the ball downfield. You don't see a lot of big plays. If it does happen, it happens one time and we get it fixed. Um, and uh, that's what that's what you want out of a defense, man. The kind of the bend don't break defense. Um, come up in big key situations with huge uh, sacks or huge uh, tip passes and deflected passes, and um, just makes it really uncomfortable for an offense to to try and move the ball down the field. And we're uh, we're lucky that the, that that Spags has got those guys playing fucking outstanding right now, man. Spags was not the only uh, heralded defensive coach in attendance for this game. You ran into Coach Belichick on the field after the game. There's a picture of you guys shaking hands, and it looks like you guys may have spoken to each other. Uh, you want to share what you guys talked about? What did, what, what did the old ball coach tell you? I just mentioned how much how much I respect him and how much it's always the biggest challenge I, I go up against in the National Football League is going up against one of his defenses. And I just wanted to make sure he uh, he heard that from my mouth, man, because it's, uh, it's been a pleasure going up against him all these years and – Got asked after the game if, you know, did I feel like it was going to be the last time or anything like that. And I was honestly, I was just going up to him to pay respect, you know, over the, the 10 years that I've been going up against him, um, you know, how much I I appreciate the challenge every single time. Yeah. And hats off to him for, for always being, you know, that great. But it's, uh, they asked me if it was the last, I'm just like, I don't, uh, it might not be here. Whatever the situation is going on here. Might not be it, but I think that guy's got some football left in him. Yeah, I don't know what's going to happen, and you never do. To, yeah, I know this. He's, a, I mean, he's one of the best football coaches of all time. You know, he's right up there with all of them. You know, I don't think people really, really, truly realize how, uh, how good he is as a coach, how smart he is, how creative he is, how detailed those defenses are. How good of a leader he is. You know, the, the intangibles. You know what I mean? He gets the best out of everybody that plays for him. I mean, he's such a phenomenal coach. It's it's weird hearing things that, you know, are being said. You know, it's it's hard to imagine a guy of that stature not being coveted by anybody in the NFL. Yeah. Lastly, you were also seen with another person walking off the field, Kadarius Tony. Got your arm around him. He had obviously, you know, another unfortunate drop. He had a drop. I had a drop. I was right there just telling him, you know, I gotta we we both gotta be better, man. And everything else that I said can be between us, man. I said everything I needed to say last week, and I'm still on board and firm with my, you know. Convictions? Yeah, sure, if that's the word. <laughs> um, with everything that I said, man, I'm on, I, I still believe everything that I said, and sure enough, we, uh, we didn't play our best, and we still came out with a 10-point victory, man. And, uh, and that's the good part of the NFL, that you can, you know, not play your best sometimes and still come out victorious. And, uh, and and try and find ways to keep getting better and uh, get some momentum going in the next week. Well, LeBron's stat of the game, Jet McKinnon is the first player in the league with a touchdown pass and a receiving touchdown in the first half of a game since the Chargers LaDainian Tomlinson in 2005. That is a, it's a very... A very coveted that's LeBron a stat. Fucking right the thing. <laughs> I think we're finally starting to get this. Yeah, they're getting We're it. really starting to get That's it. a fucking great one it's right there. Great Shout out to right Jet there. for yeah. making the decision to toss it for some reason. I don't know why. Lastly, in attendance, as was uh, shown on the TV copy, <laughs> the whole Swift family. Well, I, I shouldn't say that. It was uh, Taylor and obviously Scott. Yeah, Mr. Swift. Got a nice sweater on there. Yeah, full, full Chiefs gear. It's a good sweater. No, it looks good on him. <laughs> 
I think his complexion really suits green more, if I don't say so myself. I don't know. It's kind of the it's kind of looking real nice on him, man. It's a swaggy vintage joint. I mean, it's a nice sweater. I'm not gonna lie. He's rocking it, man. And it seems to be enjoying himself. It seems to be everybody seems to be enjoying themselves in that one right there. It's the wrong team, but it's a nice sweater. <laughs> oh man. I'll say this. They showed Taylor at the game. And yeah. uh, I mean, you don't you don't see an entire home team fan base go insane for somebody wearing the opposite team's colors just shows you how amazing that girl is they went absolutely insane when they showed taylor on the screen yes that's pretty awesome there might have been a few brads and chads that were booing but for the most part <laughs> brads and everybody was fucking screaming their tail off for that's her. awesome and um yeah i was trying to keep it cool i was like don't show don't don't show your cards don't show your cards <laughs> it was fun man it was fun shout out to the the Patriots, New England. She uh, Taylor's on board, or she's on record saying that uh, that stadium's uh, one of the funnest that she's played at. So uh, for them to show her is uh, just kind of, I guess, showing her some uh, some love. So awesome. shout out to the uh, Patriots for doing that. I'm sure all you 92 percenters out there tuning in are looking to come to a Chiefs or Eagles game this season, and that's where today's sponsor comes in. That's right. Today's episode is sponsored by SeatGeek. With over 28 million downloads, SeatGeek is the number one rated ticketing app. There are more than 70,000 events every single day on SeatGeek, from the NFL and college football to Zach Bryan concerts. I mean, just a bunch of shit on SeatGeek that I want to go to. SeatGeek puts all the tickets across the web in one place to make sure you are getting a good deal. And each ticket is rated on a scale from 1 to 10. So look for the green dots. Green means good. Red, not so good. And every ticket is backed by the buyer guarantee. And SeatGeek is the only site that lets you return your tickets ahead of the event with swaps. And you know we came through for you guys. So use code KELSEY10, K-E-L-C-E-10, for 10% off tickets on SeatGeek. Code KELSEY10 will get you 10% off tickets whether you're a new or existing customer. Open the app and type the code in right now. All right, now, 92 percenters, let's talk about something that's been a game changer for Jason. Oh, yeah. Our next partner, AG1. Let's talk about it, Trav. I've been using AG1 every day for the last year and a half and has become the foundation of my daily routine. AG1 is made of a comprehensive blend of ingredients with extensively researched benefits. Plus, it's got our backs on the essentials, brain, gut, immune support, um, AG1 covers all the bases. People always ask me uh, what the best way to elevate their health is, and the answer is always undoubtedly AG1, and that's why we've partnered with them for so long. Go to drinkag1.com slash newheights, and you can get a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase. That's drinkag1.com slash newheights. Elevate your health, keep it simple, and join us on the journey to new heights with AG1. Keep this thing moving to a little uh, Seahawks 20, Eagles 17 on Monday Night Football, man. We got to talk about it, my brother. I know this is a tough one, uh, losing three in a row, but uh, yeah, definitely the way you guys lost it, man. That was, uh, that was a heartbreaker. Any initial thoughts? You know, obviously frustrating. Yeah. Losing sucks, man. It really does. You know, we're not playing to the way we're capable of playing. You know, I think it's – it's one thing when you lose and, you know, you're just not as talented, I think, as the other teams. And, you know, I've, you know, I've said this the last three weeks and I still think so 
I think we have great players. I really do. I think we have great coaches. Um, it's just not clicking right now. And um, when you're losing consecutive games, it is, it is, you know, it, it's, it's, it's not fun. I mean, this game is only fun when you're winning. And, um, you know, that's when you, you got to come even closer together to co- fight through the adversity, to, to, to get it corrected, to play up to the standard and to the ability that each one and every one of us can play. And it's just, it's uncharacteristic or what was uncharacteristic, I guess, of earlier in the season, you know, just you know, early in the season, the reason we were 10 to one is because we were, we were smart football team down the stretch. We were, yeah. we, we took care of the football. We did things right. And, um, you know, obviously, you know, myself included, we have not been disciplined enough. We haven't executed, especially in crucial moments of the game. And it's frustrating. It's really frustrating. But all you can do is go back and work, man. Yeah. I have solace that I know for a fact we got great players and that we can play a hell of a lot better than what we've put on tape the last few weeks. So I uh, look forward to uh, continuing to work on that this week. Well, like you said, it's and it's more it's spotty. You know, it's not that you guys are playing just absolutely terrible the whole game. You guys are, have big time drives where it looks like you guys are all in sync and it's just working great. And I'm both offense and defense. Yeah. But like you said, it's kind of just putting it all together. And I always kind of looked at a lot of the uh, the Tom Brady teams. Um, yeah. At you, you always you always saw them in critical situations. Just find a way, whatever yep. it was, you know, grind out a first down on a third and short or a third and long, find a way to keep the ball moving, get out of bounds in two minutes when it's needed. When it came down to situational football, they were pretty flawless, man. And I, it doesn't matter how crazy the game can get. If you're within a score in the fourth quarter, it's going to come down to situational football and how locked in you are. And um that's the that's the biggest thing, man, and and I I think that's kind of a struggle when you have younger players or you have new players, um, or you have new coaches or whatever it may be. You got to fucking learn with the guys that you have, and you got to you got to keep finding new ways to do it because teams are going to look at your track record and they're going to look at the scheme that yeah. you that you've had or how you won games in those situations before, and use that against you. So it's just it's keep building every single year and every single game. And uh, sometimes it takes a tough loss like that to to grind out uh, some some or iron out some wrinkles during the week and uh, and get back on in the groove, man. Yeah. Prior to the game, it came out a few days before the game that Matt Patricia uh, would now be calling the defensive plays for the Eagles. Sean Desai is a fantastic coach. Yeah. Um, it's it's been awesome having him here and bouncing things off of each other, going up against him in training camp figuring out his defenses and trying to having that competition with each other of like blitzes and different fronts and how are we attacking it? You know, I have so much respect for Sean. Um, ultimately, obviously the organization, you know, Nick felt it was in the best interest of the team to move forward with Matt calling plays. Um, but that doesn't take away any amount of respect that I have for Sean Desai. I can tell you that right now. Yeah. I know he's a talented coach. I'm pretty sure I've I've been a part of a OC change. Have you? The year uh, before Nagy got got hired in Chicago, uh, Coach Reed kind of handed the play calling over to Nagy, and yeah. that was a big reason. I remember that? That was a big reason why. I don't know if it ever got leaked though. He got yeah, that hired. Might be, I'm pretty like, sure that was, a, huge, that was a big reason. Like he's ready to because he's called plays and we've had success. Yeah. So I'm not sure, but at the end of the day, you know, sometimes you just need a switch up, man. If you feel like you're stuck in the mud or you know you can't get out of it or you seem you feel like you're just getting schemed up sometimes it's it's better to just you know 
switch it up for for a bit or um see how somebody else does calling it and um and that's that's the battle of coaching man that's the that's and that's exactly what you go through sometimes i mean when you play as poorly as we did against the 49ers and Dallas you know no matter what your record is before that coaches are you know we got to get this corrected and um yeah for whatever reason um you know nick felt like there was a change that he wanted to make and you know that's the way it goes you know i think when you perform the way you do uh you know decisions like that get made well it was also reported uh, a couple of days before the game that jalen was sick and dealing with a little bit of an in, uh, illness and even uh, flew to seattle on a separate plane yep which is very interesting uh were you surprised he was able to go when he's sick on saturday and he you know couldn't practice you know guys get sick usually it's like a day thing you know it's like oh he'll be back you know then when he was still sick the next day, I'm like, oh, man, I don't know what's going to happen. Uh, so we were kind of preparing for both situations. Um, I think in the back of everybody's head, knowing the competitor that Jalen is, we all expected him to play. He ain't going to miss no game. That boy loves the ball, man. That guy ain't going to fucking miss a game over some sickness. Yeah. but I mean, you, you know, got to be wearing white pants and shitting all day. Exactly. For being yeah. not <laughs> want to go out there play. And even then, you know what I'm saying? You got to make it do what it do. Yeah. So I think we all expected Jalen to play just because of the type of competitor and the guy that he is. Um, but we were ready to go if, if he couldn't go. You know, Marcus was – Mariota was prepared and, um, you know, got work with him throughout those couple of days there. Let's just talk some uh, post-game quotes here. Coach Sirianni, uh, in quotes, saying that we just needed to pull away in that game and we didn't. Yeah. There were um, uncharacteristic things situationally and fundamentally and we have to be critical of ourselves starting with myself that's always a good sign anytime the fundamentals are off you got to look right at me for that and that's how you take accountability as a coach and i i remember last week uh matt Nagy seeing the exact same thing in the building to the offense saying you know what let's just get back to some fundamentals some key fundamentals it sounds High school, Harry, it sounds like it's the easiest thing. It doesn't sound like it's going to fix a lot of problems, but essentially it is. It's going to let you focus in on smaller things, separate the the entire grand scheme of things uh, into like certain uh, points. And it's just, you know, I think it's, uh, it's, it's something that sounds very simple, but uh, can mean a lot, man. Yeah, no, I'm with you. I think, um, I think a lot of times – you know, everybody works on fundamentals, but I think, you know, especially in the NFL, you get focused on these high level, you know, aspects of the game or these things that, you know, like you know, out scheming people doing whatever. And, um, you know, really the thing that allows you to be successful is the fundamentals. That's what allows each and every person to uh, be successful on the play and do their job. And it's real. When I tell you I've been in the league fucking 11 years, and as the season goes on, you don't get as many reps, which means you aren't practicing the fundamentals or as many of the fundamentals as you had been during training camp over the summer leading up to the first couple of weeks in the season. You just don't get all those reps to run all the routes, to get all the looks in the run game. Yeah. So you either got to take that accountability on yourself or you just got to be a pro and focus on the little things and kind of break up an entire play into like small increments of uh, of different focuses or what you're focusing on. It's being a pro, man, and trying to and sometimes just getting back to the fundamentals is, uh, is everything you need. Uh, Jalen's also uh, quoted in saying, we didn't execute. I didn't think we were all committed enough. Uh, 
just got to turn it around. And this is a challenge we have to embrace. That's what, the attitude you have to have. I think, you know, when you're not performing as a team, when you're not winning games, the only thing you can do is go back and work that much more, go back and commit yourself that much harder. Yeah. We have great people in the building. We have people that want to win. I know that. There's no question in my mind about that. For me, the the commitment comment, you know, that's that's all you can do is recommit yourself even more than you already are. Yeah. Re, you know, I think that at the end of the day, all you can do is go back and work, go back and focus on the fundamentals, focus on where you're making mistakes as an individual, focus on how you can help your teammate, assist your teammate, be where you need to be, bring energy. You know, I think all these things uh, in the grand scheme of thing add up to you and your teammates playing better if everybody has that mindset, you know, and I think that, um, you know, when you, when you, when you approach it with, uh, with intention and approach it with, uh, with the seriousness that it needs to be approached with, um, generally things get corrected. I'm on board with that. Well, let's, let's, uh, let's hit the game a little, a little bit here. Let's go. Um, you guys got off to a solid start with two long eight and a half minute drives in the first half. Yep. I know how that feels. You guys kept us off the field as an offense when we guys played you guys, but that led to a 10-0 uh, lead, the uh, worst lead in football at half. But Seattle responded in the second half, holding you guys to seven points. Yeah. What was Seattle doing on defense to to really disrupt the uh, the rhythm? You know, I, listen, Seattle played a good game. Obviously, um, not trying to. I'm not taking anything away from them. I think that we just didn't execute. And you know, I, I look at things intrinsically. Intrinsically, that was a good word. They played a lot of shell. They played a lot of quarters. They're trying to take away the big play, keep everything in front of them, make us dink and dunk, make us run the football. And that's why you had the two long drives in the first half, uh, because that's what they were giving us, right? They're giving us all the underneath stuff, and we took it, and we capitalized on it. Should have been 14 points, and we're going to get to that in a second. My false start was crucial. You know, It ended up being a big reason why we didn't uh, win the game. It's And you know, I got to eat that. They just, the league just won't let the brotherly shove be great, man. I got They're nobody to blame. They're no, no, no. harping Stop. on this. I got nobody Every to blame but myself. Every time you guys get in that formation, they are re- they are. Yeah, but just- I know that. I know that, and I have been warned about this because in years past, I had been known to move the ball up. I really have not done that that much this year. Right, I'm not trying to do it. You stole a good two feet right there. I, I don't know about two feet. I think it might have been <laughs> a, a ball's length. I don't mean to but be funny about normally it. Normally, when you're getting down. You know, the, the problem was I set my feet too close to the ball. So when I'm trying to get a forward lean, I move the ball a little bit too far. I get it. And it's the right call. I mean, it was really stupid. You know, put my hands on the ball first, then set my feet. Then I guarantee that that call is not going to happen. We didn't even need a full yard for the first down. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it was just – it's beyond stupid. It's tough. You know, and myself included, you know, this has kind of been the entire team to a certain extent over the last three games – you know, up until the Bills game, I think I had one penalty on the season. Since then, I've had four or five false starts, you know what I mean, and including this play. And they've all been in crucial situations. The Bills game down the stretch almost cost us. This one cost us three points or four points, which ultimately, you know, is the difference in the game. Yeah. You know, when we were 10-1, and one, we were just collectively operating on a much more consistent situationally aware, smart football team. This is not smart. This is stupid. This is really stupid. And it was unnecessary because the play was still going to work. So I, I just got to be, I got to be better than that. Back to what Seattle was doing. I mean, that was their name of the game. They wanted to make us, you know, they, they wanted to take away the big play. 
We had some big runs, but they definitely took away some of our, our explosive passes. I feel like that's been the entire league. Everybody's been kind of playing that style of defense because it's just the safe way to do it. Yeah. I don't know. It, it can get frustrating. It can get tough. But at the end of the day, you just got to turn into that grind mentality kind of team. You know, you just got to you got to get a, you got to have ownership and have pride in being a team that's just going to be just going to grit you out. We're just going to find ways to keep getting first downs, whether it's third and short, third and long, whether, you know, and just keep finding ways to get the ball down the field and get a fresh set of downs. Yeah. It, yeah. Even though that's frustrating, I'll tell you what, when you win a game, when you're just doing that, it is fucking, it's just a gratifying feeling, man. Yeah. Well, down down to the wire, the Eagles uh, get the ball back with 28 seconds and their uh, their timeouts, but the drive ends on an interception with a deep pass. I'm not going to lie, man. I was watching the game sitting there like, I just got a feeling Jalen's going to fucking just dial some, dial some shit up right here. They're playing prevent. He could use his legs. Well, that's what he did on the first one. He scrambled and got about 15 or so on it. Yeah. Give me a timeout. You guys are just going to fucking drift back. Let me let me go ahead and use these legs and uh, gave his guy a shot. Um, maybe underthrown just a little bit, but either way, that the safety came from middle of the field and made a tremendous play on the ball, getting his toe just to barely touch the fucking turf uh, while he gets his other foot in bounds. Tough way to lose the game there at the end, uh, especially with Drew Locke throwing a tutty yeah. uh, with one on one coverage with uh, less than a minute left. I mean that. Seattle, like like we kind of just talked about, just in critical moments, just ended up making the plays, man. Listen, I know I just said that I like to look at things intrinsically. Uh, you know, I always look at it from the lens of the Philadelphia Eagles. They made plays. You know, that was a hell of a pass by Drew Locke. Both of the interceptions that that kid made were impressive plays on the ball for a DB. Very impressive plays, yeah. You know, hats off to those guys for making plays when it when they needed to make them. Well, we got a LeBron stat of the game. Uh, there was a graphic that appeared on the broadcast that said at age 36, Jason Kelsey is the oldest offensive player to make every start this season. That is a LeBron stat. That's a good LeBron <laughs> that stat. That is quite it a is. LeBron stat. We're, we're on board with that one. That's a yeah. fucking good one. You old dog, you. Yeah, right. Way to fucking be the most reliable guy, baby. Well, unfortunately not. Well, right on, man. Any Any final thoughts on the game? Listen, I'm just looking forward to getting back and working with my guys. I'm with that. You know, I think it's losing sucks, um, but I know we're a hell of a lot better than what we've been showing on tape. And I know that there's great people in that building that I look forward to getting this corrected with, uh, going out there and, and fighting. Because, you know, I think all this stuff, you know, it, it sucks right now, but that makes it that much better when you get it corrected. Whoo, you ain't lying. You ain't lying. Well, uh, Three weeks left, dog. How about that? Yeah. How about that? It's We're almost here, man. Christmas playoffs. They're almost playoffs. Here. Wow. It's um. It's a. It's electrical. It's an electric feeling. The holidays, and then you add the end of the season, just grit to it. And then you just add the the excitement of who's going to get where in the playoffs, and yeah. And I can. I'm sure you feel it too. You guys control your destiny just as much as we control ours. And uh, what a fucking place to be in, man. What a what a fortunate place to be in. And uh, a lot of great players in both both organizations. So let's get this shit fixed and let's let's turn into those teams that we know we can be, baby. Yeah, baby. 
It's time to shout out another one of our sponsors, and that's State Farm. Shout out. State Farm helps you score an affordable price when you bundle home and auto insurance with the personal price plan. That's right. The personal price plan lets you call the plays, coach, so you can choose the home and auto insurance coverage that fits your needs at a price, obviously, that you can afford. And bundling home and auto, that's a total pro move and just another way to save with the State Farm personal price plan. All right. Now, 92 percenters, go ahead and talk to a State Farm agent today to learn how you can bundle and save with the personal price plan. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts, and savings and eligibility vary by state. All righty, Trav. We need to talk about it. The thing that's given us energy all episode. That's right. Our sponsor that you probably see us drinking all the time. Oh, yeah. And that's Accelerator Active Energy Drinks. Uh, except this time, we're sipping on the brand new flavors. little cherry ice pop, huh? mm-hmm, a little mm-hmm, tropical mm-hmm. punch. Huh? Jason Sheldon, tropical punch. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Yep. That's right. Officially, Accelerator is introducing new flavors, cherry ice pop and tropical punch. If you've been looking for something with zero sugar that gives you sustained energy, gets the metabolism going, and gives you the enhanced focus you need to finish your holiday shopping, take care of three kids and two hours of pounds, or even play an NFL game, you got to check out Accelerator Active Energy. Man, I love, love Love to get my metabolism going, man. Fuck, that shit fires me up, man. That's right. Plus, there's nothing like those plant-based thermogenics, Jason. Don't you dare forget to talk about Accelerator without talking about the plant-based thermogenics, uh, especially when it comes to getting the boost of energy you need to record a podcast each and every single week. New flavors, Cherry Ice Pop and Tropical Punch are available only at drinkaccelerator.com. Uh, from now until the end of the year, and you can get $5 off any two 12-packs at drinkaccelerator.com. Just use code NEWHEIGHTS5, the number five. All right, let's get to some Week 15 roundup. Uh, some quick thoughts to the biggest headlines from Week 15, starting with the shakeup in the Chargers organization. That's right, after losing 63-21, to 21, man, I, for as good as the defense has been playing, these have been some of the highest-scoring games between that, this one and the Dolphins game, I haven't seen numbers like this in a long time 63? in the NFL. After losing 63-21 to 21 to the Raiders on Thursday Night Football, the Chargers made the decision to part ways with head coach Brandon Staley and GM Tom Telesco. Both of them. The Chargers have some great pieces. Uh, you know, who do you think they should go after as the next coach? Fucking, uh, I don't know. Uh, go get like a young, never heard of college coach. You like that route? I don't want a fucking good coach to come into fucking my division, dude. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> I hope they fucking hire some jabroni, man. I hope they hire two <laughs> fucking jabronis. They don't know what the fuck they're doing. Oh, you know, we're talking about this in f- three years or two years. Yeah. Just yeah. doing the same thing. Rinse and repeat. I don't. I honestly, I, mm-hmm. I got a lot of guys that I love and respect on that fucking Chargers team. Um, right now it does not look pretty. And the guys that I feel for are the guys like Keenan Allen, who's just been there grinding it out, putting everything he's got forward, battling injuries, going out there every single week, just and, and not getting rewarded with wins. Um, that shit sucks, man. And um, it's obviously more than just him, Khalil Mack, Derwin James. I, I, I got a lot of respect for a lot of guys on that team. 
Um, and losing fucking sucks. And I got a lot of respect for Brandon Staley and for him to kind of go out the way he did. Um, that shit, that shit, um, ah, ah, you know, it's just, ah, just not a, not I mean, a fun close. way. I mean, obviously you know? this year hasn't gone the way they, it's, it's been a frustrating year for him this year. Yeah. But, uh, but all year they, he's been getting hit with questions. Like, are you going to stop calling the plays? And yeah, he's, no. sta- he's standing on, on what he's saying and. Yeah. saying that he's going to keep doing it and the losses keep getting bigger. And I don't know. It's just a tough – it's a tough go for Coach Staley. Cleveland guy. I wish him the absolute best uh, moving forward, man. Sometimes a, a nice fresh start is is just what you need, man. People are saying that Bill Belichick might be the front runner for the head coaching role. Yeah, no shit. Nope. Bill Belichick's going to be the front runner for any head coaching role. Any head coaching role. I mean, what are we talking about here, guys? If he is available, I think everybody's going to want this guy. Yeah. I don't know who they should hire. I think um, I always like with a young quarterback going with a offensive minded guy personally, but obviously we've seen uh, the Bill Belichick route work with another pretty good quarterback. So um, I think that I can see that working out. Nope, I don't want to see it. Um, <laughs> I hope they uh, they get some trash ass coach from who nobody knows. Um, all right, well, battle for the. Oilers uniforms. That's right. The Texans beat the Titans 19 to 16 uh, in overtime while the Titans were wearing their throwback Houston Oilers jerseys. That's that's uh, we talked about this. You you're a firm believer that we should be in Houston. I firm believer they should be in Houston. JJ is another person who agrees with us. That's right. We get the uniforms back. That's how it works. I don't make the rules. Sorry. Not sorry. Too bad. So sad. (laughs) I just, you know, Listen, I know that the owners own the team and the franchise is part of it. But when you move cities, I think the the team name should stay with the city. That's my own personal. They were the ones that bought the jerseys. They were the ones that, you know, spent all the money rooting for these guys. I know that Tennessee had the Oilers for a couple years, but they're come on, man. That's that 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 jersey is rooted in Houston history. Yeah. Not Tennessee history. Kind of Tennessee history, but more so. More more so so Houston. Houston. Yeah. That's my own opinion. I'm with you. If anybody should get it as a throwback jersey, it should be Houston. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. The fact that they tried to wear it against them and didn't come up with a win even solidifies it even more. I do kind of like this because there's not really, I mean, I think there's rivalry games and there's like, what's a, what's a name of a, like, um, I feel like there are names for some of the rivalry games in the NFL. Was Cleveland and Pittsburgh ever like named anything? Cleveland versus Pittsburgh? Mm-mm. No. Was this the Cowboys and Eagles? No, I don't. Doesn't have a name. It's just a Cowboys Eagles game. Yeah. Obviously, in college, you have the trophies. Yeah. This would be pretty cool if they decided these jerseys like this every time the uh, the Texans and the in uh, the t- uh, Titans play one of the teams wears the throwback and whoever wins it the time before gets to wear it for that game. I think that that's a pretty good compromise. That'd be a fun way to throw in there. Just another, uh, another piece to the, to the puzzle. It'll never happen, but no, it's fun. It'll to never happen. Yep. All righty. All righty. Steelers safety, DeMonte KZ, uh, suspended rest of the season. It is unfortunate, man. KZ was suspended uh, for the remainder of the 2023 season after his illegal helmet to helmet hit on Colts wide receiver, Michael Pittman, Jr., during the Steelers-Colts game. I'm not going to lie. I have not seen this hit. 
I mean, it's a tough, it's a tough, it's tough it is to a nasty hit. It's a nasty hit because he gets folded up and it kind of, I mean, he's just, he's in the air I mean, diving for the ball. Yeah, but he's not. What do you expect the guy to do he's not, here? Just let him catch the ball and not try and hit him or not make a play on him? I don't know. Like, did he, did he hit him with the crown of his helmet? Not so much. Did he duck his head? Yeah, a little bit. I just I don't know what you want a safety to do here other than just let him catch the ball. You know? I I think he's he's going in for, you know, uh, him to yeah. break up the pass. It's just so hard. I don't think it should be the rest of the season. I don't think this was an intentional I'm trying to hurt this guy. Well, that's where I'm at. It doesn't look like he was intentionally trying to do this to him. Yeah. I think this is I think that's a bit much, man, but the issue with that is like is there like a track record here? Because a lot of the times when these decisions get made, it's because there's like multiple occurrences of something. But just based on that hit alone, obviously it's a penalty. Obviously there's going to be repercussions for it, even though it's unintentional. You know what I mean? Like, unfortunately, it's just one of the things of the game. The safety's trying to make a play on the ball. The receiver's trying to make a play on the ball. And, you know, the receiver gets the benefit of the doubt in today's league. And I think it's probably for the betterment of all of our players health and safety that they do. Yeah. But I also don't think anything of KZ for doing that. I mean, it just, it looked to like me, that's a, not something. Yeah. A tough football play. I mean, you get, you get caught in some bad positions on the some compromising situations sometimes. And it is what it is. It's, it's football. I just think, and Brady commented on it and said to put the blame on the defensive player all the time is just flat out wrong. I agree with that, man. Yeah. There's just some search, some situations in football you can't, can't avoid. And we all signed the line that says we can get injured playing this fucking game. Um, so I just, I don't know. I think it's not worthy of a, the rest, like a, the rest of the season um, suspension, but I don't know. Yeah. Well, I think if this was a one-time offense, I think this wouldn't be as a, a end of the season suspension. If you look at John Runyon's quote, when players violate the rules intended to protect player safety on a repeated basis, and particularly when the violations carry with them a significant risk of injury to the opposing player, is appropriate to impose substantially greater penalties. So it's pretty clear here. I don't know how many times KZ has done. But it's happened before. But this is a repeated instance. And I think that that's like why that's the, what he's saying, yeah. the penalty is as great as it is. Because just on that hit alone, obviously – that's going to be enforced. Yeah. Uh, but it didn't look like that was an intentional thing. But if there are, I mean, that's the way it works. If you do things over and over Repeat again. defender, man. Yeah. Always get hit twice as hard. But I do agree with Brady. You know, some ownership has to be put on the quarterback uh, to to try and protect your teammates as well. We've all seen Julian Edelman's highlight tape. I was about to say, it's an interesting <laughs> quote come from Brady. <laughs> Tom, we don't want to Tom's go there. Been, Tom. Tom's been killing it, man. I don't care what anybody says. He's, <laughs> fucking, he's creating some great conversations out here. He dude. is. Some great combos, man. Fuck. At the end of the day, we just, just got to know player. who you can put in that compromise situation. <laughs> Jules is as tough as they come. Gronk just hey. as tough as they fucking get, dude. Both of them. Are you kidding me? Fuck. And sure enough, they're fucking Hall of Famers because of it. Falcons wide receiver uh, Mac Hollins, good friend of Jason, yeah. arrives barefoot to the Falcons Panthers game. Took a little uh, page out of Jason's book going, uh, no socks, but uh, Jason's always in flip flops. Um, you might be overdoing yourself. Or he might have outdone you. Hey, if there's anybody I would be happy to be outdone by, it is Matt Collins. Let me tell you, Mac was in Philly for the early part of his career 
and he was a locker room favorite, man. He is a unique individual. He'd yeah. be reading books in the cafeteria. He's got his Rubik's Cube. Used to call him Backpack Matt because that was his celebration in the end zone. Yeah, put the team on my back. And he was that guy that would do anything for the team. Um, and to see the way his career has gone and for him to continue to be a playmaker and have the games he's had in Atlanta, um, as well as where was he at before Atlanta? Um, was it Tampa Bay? Either way, though, he's been blossoming uh, since he left Philadelphia. Um, and he was, uh, I don't know, he was just a locker room favorite, man. He's just a fun, funny dude, smart, intelligent guy, and he's a talented player. So, um, and I guess, you know, if he's just working on being grounded. I don't know. What do you do? Why would you walk barefoot into a game? Lost your shoes. Don't like your shoes matching your outfit. Maybe he's into grounding. Have you heard about grounding? It's where you uh, just get electrocuted by earth. There's a theory out there that your body is a big electrical circuit or whatever. 100% and, it is, yeah. Right. And that so is earth. When human beings didn't wear shoes, we were grounded. Like, and that somehow made the electrical unit operate more efficiently. Um, I, I'm probably doing a terrible job of summarizing this, but maybe that's no. what he's doing. Yeah, no. And uh, there's something to say. Um, I don't know about on concrete, but I know that if you yeah, uh, step on like grass, dirt, right? yeah, yeah, grass, dirt. <laughs> if you're on grass, uh, you definitely uh, get some of the electric current from the earth. Do you guys have all the all these guys wearing barefoot shoes? Yeah, the uh, I know. I see all these guys about. wearing barefoot shoes. I'm like, dude, the shoes with the uh, the toe it separates your big toe. No, well, those I think they do have those maybe, but they do, just have like a wider toe box, and it's supposed to like let your foot displace like you're walking barefoot. Just walk barefoot. What do you need barefoot shoes for? If you want to be, you know, I don't know. Everybody's feet are like soft nowadays. Like I feel like back in the day, you could like built up well, some. Not Mac like Built up some. <laughs> <laughs> All right now. <laughs> Got to have your barefoot socks on with your barefoot shoes. Just go Neanderthal. Sockless full socks. Jason Kelsey. No Just draws. No soap. I walk around like the biblical times. Very interesting. You ever try to walk on water? Um. I think I might have actually tried to do that once. It didn't work out. Just run really fast. See how far <laughs> you can go. Let's just keep this thing fucking moving. We don't know what the fuck we're talking about. All righty. Winter meeting rule changes. At the December NFL League meeting last week, a few possible rule changes were brought up for next season. I did not know this. Um, yeah. Kickoffs could be undergoing a change as they have pretty much every year at this point. What else do we need to change on the fucking kickoff? <laughs> it is already not even a real play. It's just like, it's don't just take a, it away. The ceremonial think, kickoff. Yeah, exactly. Just make it a... Don't take it away. Whatever you do, do not take away the kickoff. That's going to fucking be so unelectric. Well, uh, NFL executive Troy Vincent says the kickoff is a dead ceremonial play today, and it will be addressed. So it looks like they're going to take it away. That's deflating. That's just deflated me. I don't know what to tell you, Trev. This Christmas sucks. <laughs> NFL to review controversial fumbling through the end zone rule. Oh, yeah. Uh, the league will be taking a look at the rule that takes away possession from the offensive team if they f lose a fumble out of the defensive team's end zone. Is the old touchback or? Yeah, touchback rule. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a fan of it. I, I, like I, I like the fact that I like it. it changes. I also like kickoffs. Adds a little wrinkle. 
Yeah. I also like it when guys launching. Do we just not like rule changes? Guys Are we just who, the old crusty players that don't like all the new rules? This is one hundred percent us. <laughs> it's one hundred percent us. I would be okay with this rule if you get to retain possession, but you have to go back to your own twenty. I think that's what the argument is. That's what the argument is. Yeah, I could be on board with that, but I still like that it changes position. I can't get on. I like. I like exactly where it is. I like it changes positions. All right, that's fair. The tush push is expected to be reviewed this off season, but not banned. What is reviewed but not banned? I don't know what that means. Well, uh, Troy Vincent explains. Okay, I think there was a report that either the league office or the commissioner was looking to eliminate this play. That was false. You don't want to punish anyone from doing something well people have tried different things to stop it have not had success yeah that's a great point yeah i guess we all thought that uh commissioner good goodell was on board with getting rid of it but it sounds like he's open to just kind of tweaking it a little bit so we'll see uh we'll see what happens with that one hip drop tackles this is one that you and i disagree with i think because i it's just hard to imagine nobody tries to do a hip drop tackle. you're just trying to tackle the guy but what do you mean? I was on board with you on this. I know. We're on the same page, but we're not on the same page with Roger. Oh, Roger doesn't like it. NFL Commissioner Roger Goodell told reporters that he would prefer to see the hip drop tackle eliminated. Hip drop, I would tell you, I think we should all work to get that out of the game. The injury can be very devastating. I mean, I agree if there's a way to get it out of the game, but I just don't know that this is, you know, what it, I don't know. I don't think that this is an intentional thing that happens. I don't know how you're going to stop somebody from wrapping their arms wrapping around a guy, a guy up and trying to like, bring him down and accidentally falling on the back of his legs. There's nothing yeah. you can do to stop that. I mean, you're going to take away a lot of, I just don't, I don't get how you, how you call that. It, it happens multiple times every game. Yeah. If not every single time a running backs getting the ball and running the ball in the middle of the field. Well, and it's and it's unfortunate when the injury ha- obviously, I mean, it's the same thing when offensive linemen gets rolled up on, right? It's 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 an unfortunate part of the game. And these injuries are devastating for careers. And if there's a way to legitimately get it out of the game, I you try to do that, but I just don't know how they're gonna do it. And it and at least it's I don't know what is it gonna be a penalty? Because, like, I, I just don't – I don't know. Even the one where they changed the rule a few years ago of the quarterbacks where, like, a defensive lineman can't land with his entire weight on the quarterback. I'm not even a fan of that one. Put your fat ass on him. I don't know. I don't yeah. – like, but – That's – yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. We just hate rule changes. That's what it comes down to. We're just crushing. Yeah. We're just – Sorry, Roger. Sorry, Roger. Troy. I don't think either one of these need to get changed, though. Yeah. But I don't think we, – we should just not change any of them. Yeah. I think the game is great. <laughs> Let's reverse just, some of these rules. Let's yeah, go back. exactly. Let's allow QBs to get fucking belly flopped. I will say, though, I didn't know if guys are going to be able to stop doing that, and they did. Guys now put their arm down. They brace to try and make sure they don't fall on them. I mean, it still happens occasionally. So maybe there's a way to take hip drop tackles out that I'm just not fully aware of. I guess we got to have some defensive guys. I've never performed a hip drop tackle. Rodeo tackle. Yeah. Whatever. Whatever. All right. Let's get to some new heights. Yeah. Stamps of the week. Moving on to stamping uh, some uh, guys taking their game to new heights, baby. That's right. Week 15 NFL stamps of the week. New heights stamp of the week is sponsored by State Farm. Talk to a State Farm agent today and learn how you can bundle and save with the personal price plan. (laughs) Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Thanks. I had to go into the whisper sing. 
Jason, start us off with your yeah. pick, dude. I'm going to go with Dolphins running back Raheem Mostert. Um, a lot of people don't know Mostert started his career as an undrafted free agent in Philadelphia. No. Yeah, man. He did? Undrafted free agent. He was on the practice squad for a little bit, I believe. Out of, out of Purdue University. Boilermaker, yeah, baby. Boilermaker. There we go. Uncle Don style. But I don't know, man. I just love it when guys start their careers off on practice squad. They're moving around. I think he played for like you know, four or five different teams in one year. Uh, before finding his footing in San Francisco and really blossoming in that Kyle Shanahan offense. Obviously, uh, Mike Daniels uh, saw what he liked and brought him over to him in Miami. And uh, now Raheem Mostert set a franchise record for rushing touchdowns, scoring his 17th and 18th rushing touchdown in the Dolphins' 30 to nothing win over the Jets. Damn. The record was previously set by... None other than uh, Old Smokey, Ricky Williams, in 2002 with 16 touchdowns. (laughs) He also now has 20 total touchdowns this season, breaking the Dolphins' single-season touchdown record previously set by wide receiver Mark Clayton in 1984. A lot of LeBron stats in there, but all that really is saying is that Raheem Mostert is balling, and uh, he's had an incredible career arc, so uh, I need to give my, my man some love right there. Shout out there to taking go. your game to new heights, Raheem. Um, and you've been doing it for a while, man. We just got to show you some love. I'm going to keep it in the RB room, man. I almost went Drew Locke, but I know it's uh, too soon. It's too soon for you. That boy, uh, I saw Drew Locke play in high school. How funny is that, man? That's how old we are, man. Where'd he go? He was uh, Missouri. Uh, he might have been Kansas. I don't know. It was one of the, uh, one of the schools out south here in Kansas City. Um, and I went to him. It was actually a basketball game. I went to see him play basketball. He dropped 30 and got the dub. But a Mizzou kid ended up going and playing for the Tigers over there in Mizzou and uh, was in Denver for a few years. And it was cool to see him get his uh, get a win or get the start and find a way to get a win, even though I was rooting for the Eagles the entire time. Yeah, sure you were. Still still got some love for for Drew for putting that shit on, throwing a backpack on. Um, But I'm going with uh, Bill's running back, James Cook. He is out here absolutely cooking right now. Uh, finished the game with 221 total scrimmage yards and two tutties, becoming Josh Allen's favorite target to either hand the ball off to or throw it to. Dude, it was impressive. Um, he had a hell of a game when he played us two weeks ago and uh, followed it up against the Cowboys, um, outgained the entire Cowboys offense just by himself as Cook finished with a career high in carries, 25 and rushing yards, 179. Congrats on taking your game to new heights, Mr. Cook. It was impressive. It was an impressive game to watch, man. Early on in the season, he kind of got some uh, he got some hate for maybe some turnovers here and there, but he has been absolutely balling, and you love to see a guy uh, get it fixed and get it right and have some success, man. So shout out to James. No doubt. All righty. That wraps up this episode. Make sure you're subscribed on YouTube to the New Heights channel so you know when all the new episodes are coming out. Right. And make sure you check out our bonus videos on Friday where we're going to preview our Week, week 16 games and take a look at a few new suggestions for the Highlights Bracket. Listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Once again, New Heights is presented by Wave Sports and Entertainment and brought to you by Walmart, Wally World. Get your gifts under the tree in time with delivery through 4 p.m. on Christmas Eve when you shop on Walmart.com. Hey! That's right. Go to Walmart today, baby. Uh, Follow the show on all social media at New Heights Show with one S. And thank you to our production and crew. 
We love you so much. And uh, to the 92% as you guys are the realest, the illest. And we appreciate you tuning in every week, man. Until next week. Peace. Do we do the Christmas movies uh, justice? Yeah, do we do it justice? Nightmare Before Christmas. We forgot so many Christmas movies. Trading Places. That's not a Christmas movie, but it's it's a great movie. Another one is uh, Mean Girls. It and it definitely has a Christmas part in it. Rocky Four. Rocky Four is a Christmas movie. You think Rocky Four is where he gives Polly the robot right. for Christmas? No, 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 no. That's Rocky Three. Oh, well, this is fun. This is fun to just talk about.